Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Blip. Yeah, and we are now on episode 56. And this constitutes the third part of our ongoing series looking at Grash, the Grash effect. And it's interesting now because there's a couple of uh, podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot of UFO podcasts and I'm a big fan of everyone. I genuinely mean that. <laughs> it sounded like I'm making it up, but I really do get a lot from, from uh, you know, the UFO podcast. And all of us are in this uh, slightly similar position, I think, in that we're kind of wanting to talk about Grush a lot because it was such a, a big thing. And also, of course, we know that it's kind of bridging towards something else, okay? So this is a short episode just to kind of give you the latest. In a way, it's a bit of a kind of news update episode. I, you know, when you kind of stand back and look at all of the episodes, I would say that this is part three of a trilogy that might go to a quadruple, depending on how it goes. First of all, thank you ever so much to all of the people, like literally hundreds of people, literally hundreds in the last week or so that have listened to Chains of the Sea. If you've listened to Chains of the Sea and you're thinking, oh, yeah, so I like that the, that guy's jib, welcome along. And if you're listening for the first time because of Grush, then welcome along. Here's a little shape, and then we'll listen to the thing that you're all waiting for to listen to. Uh, here's the shape. We're going to talk about this absolutely extraordinary um, kind of state where we're at at the moment whereby we're expecting hearings in the um, United States Senate in the next couple of weeks or, you know, next months or so. And so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to end with a look at this very interesting article that was in Liberation Times, Christopher Sharp's Liberation Times. So it's written by someone called Helen McCaw, and she's an economist. And she was a senior analyst in financial stability for the Bank of England. Okay. And, she, and the uh, title of her piece is Should Financial Regulators Pay Attention to a UFO Risk? So that's really interesting uh, kind of component of what might be coming down the track that I think it's really good that Christopher is focusing on this and Miss um, McCaw has you know, kind of written this article. So we'll look at that as well. Okay, but here we go. This is what you love. So on a, a Kumo the other day, is it Kumo or Cuomo? <laughs> I think it might be Cuomo, which is the name of um, Chris Cuomo's show, Chris, the Chris Cuomo show on News Nation the other day. Um, Tim Burchette said that he's trying to line up um, pilots and um, folk, including Grush. He's trying to line up Grush, basically, for a an upcoming, um, you know, hearing session at um, you know the at the Senate, and that'd be really interesting to see, like, when that happens and if that happens and how that happens, in terms of you know. Uh, I'm going to play a bit, you know, little insert in a second, little snippet in a second. But it would be really interesting to see, you know, those conversations play out in that 
uh, forum. So he also spoke about pilots from um, the Tic Tac or those other kind of, um, you know, uh, cases. So I don't know, you know, obviously I, he didn't make, mention somebody, but it could be Fravor, could be maybe Ryan Graves, just like slightly unclear. But um, certainly some uh, pilot with experience of, you know, kind of anomalous UAP. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'd be absolutely fascinating. Now, it looks as if this is going to happen, and it looks as if it's going to happen quite soon, like maybe in the next couple of weeks or the next month or so. Uh, Stephen Bassett has said that, uh, extraordinarily, he said that um, this uh, summer, the president will acknowledge um, NHIs, non-human intelligences, which seems, you know, quite surprising to me, <laughs> quite surprising to me. But I mean, you know, Stephen Bassett knows more people than I know. Um, so who knows? But certainly it seems as if, you know, from the point of view of the, um, the Senate hearings, that is going to happen. And it might be that that is, you know, people in the, um, in the field, like in the kind of research community at UFO.com, uh, they talk about ontological shock, and I was making a joke about that last week. You remember my wrestler joke? It was a very good joke, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but of course, ontological shock is a real thing. And a lot of people, um, you know, reportedly, a lot of people are finding it quite difficult to uh, get used to this idea that, you know, the crashed and landed UAPs and bodies and uh, beings and agreements, if Grush is to be, uh, you know, if, if kind of his words can be verified, obviously then that's, you know, the point where you have to say, okay, you know, this is happening, you know, and we're not there yet. Obviously, it's got to be really clear that they're just allegations at the moment and they do need to be verified. And part of the verification is the Senate listening to him and, you know, the senators and the Congress people listening to him. Um, and it may be that this is like a Congress um, thing at the moment. And it may be that it's kind of duplicated by senators or, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. But certainly the Congress are kind of looking at it under Warner. And Warner has given Burchett quite a lot of kind of lead in this because, you know, Burchett's kind of knows about this, doesn't he? So um, it looks like the, those that particular um, committee that Burchett sits on is going to be doing hearings soon. And it might be that, you know, this is the point where more people, when that gets reported on the news, more people have that state where they enter into a way of thinking about this that has been uh, lacking in their lives, yeah? Now, you know, I kind of like in my own personal journey with this has been years and years, years before I started Paranormal Blip, I've started to kind of, I was thinking about this. I mean, in, I grew up with it in some regards in terms of, you know, the kind of wider paranormal world because of my folks and go to the origin story if you want to listen to that story. I'm not going to say it now. But um, yeah, uh, of course, at the same time, even for me, somebody that's, that hasn't had any um, UAP contact, I haven't had any particularly paranormal experiences. 
but it but he's kind of knows the field quite well and certain aspects of it more than others um even for me this last week i've noticed that just you know there's a sense of a, a kind of concreteness about some of the things i've heard some of the things that i've thought about that i've known about for a while you know just stories and uh, you know the stuff that makes up ufo law yeah and of course the danger is that you connect truth or certainty to any of that and of course we can't do that you know it doesn't mean that just because grush has said this that means that as an example you know controversial example that means bob lazar is right i mean bob lazar you know i've got an episode about him as well and i come down to well you know i kind of mainly believe most of it because of nap's ability to kind of hunt people down you know like as a journalist you know um having said that of course they're totally separate things and we have no idea how many um you know nested uh, uap um programs there are in the us we have no idea worldwide um how many there are um and the like the levels of uh, connectivity or separateness or like where they're at with any of it like we basically don't know anything you know we basically don't know anything and we can't label a particular thing as being any closer to being um you know kind of proven correct or whatever um now post crush than we could pre crush it would be very nice to do that but we can't do that like it would be we don't have enough data essentially we don't we still don't know we still don't know and somebody that says we still don't know very better than me much better than me very better than me <laughs> is uh kelly chase whose last episode of the uap uh, the ufo rabbit hole podcast absolutely fantastic and it's all about ontological shock so if you're feeling a bit like i mean i expect after my interview with kelly i expect everybody listening to this like definitely listens to UFO rabbit hole um but if you're not listening to UFO rabbit hole and you're feeling a bit like you know kind of slightly woozy over the last kind of week's news then check it out yeah I don't know what it's called but I think it's called ontological shock something the her episode I uh, I tell you what I'll put it in the episode description yeah why not anyway um so here is Bershat all right, brother. So here we are. UFO time. Uh, first, uh, are they going to happen? And is it going to be the real deal and not just government officials being given a pass by saying, oh, it's classified. It's too sensitive. Can't talk to you about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring in, I hope to bring in the, the gentleman you, you discussed earlier, as well as some other folks. I'd like to, um, I'd like to have a pilot a Navy pilot, you know, I don't want to bring anybody from the Pentagon. They've been responsible for covering this thing up for decades. I don't trust them. Um, you know, they lose over it. Since I've been in Congress five years, the last five years, they've failed every audit, yet nobody in Congress has the guts to ask them to correct their problem. You're looking right there at the, uh, the tick, um, tic tac videos that have been, been out for so long. Um, and that hopefully one of the pilots that was involved with one of those, uh, uh, following those UFOs at that time will be, be in attendance as what well. What about the scientists? You know, intel matters, but, you know, there's spin involved with that. There's interpretation about how to message <laughs> it and what it matters. 
And that yeah. starts to take us away from what we need here, which is somebody who's looking with a discerning eye to say, here's why we think this is what it is. And here's why, if it's the case, we don't know. I mean, that would go so far to help the American people see this as more as just a point of fascination. Here's what's known. Here's what's not. That's what scientists are supposed to do. We employ a ton of them. Are you getting any of them? I hope so. Uh, I don't want to have a big cattle call. I don't want to have 15 people and we get off off uh, off track pretty quick. I, of course, I have to clear everybody with I'm not a, officially a chairman, but uh, Chairman Comer has mm -hmm. has given me a lot of responsibility as well as Speaker McCarthy has said this is basically my baby. I don't know if it's because they don't want to touch it or the fact that they, they understand that I understand a little bit more about it than most of the folks up there. And well, I've studied Comer this issue for is years. is in the business of picking a conclusion and then looking for proof to back it up. You want to be doing the opposite uh, thing here, Congressman, which is we're trying to figure out what to make of these things, and we want the proof uh, to go with it. So uh, do you think you'll be able to do that here? Because, you know, if you don't, two things. One, a lot of people are looking towards uh, seeing you as their advocate on this and their agent. And two, if you don't, they'll probably think you're an alien. That's true. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of division, as you can imagine. Um, sometimes it kind of reminds me of the Baptist Church. The the UFO community is 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 divided a lot. I know you're probably not Baptist. You're probably a good Catholic, but I'm I try to be a good Baptist. But there's a lot of division in the church, just as just as there is in the UFO community. So I'm just going to try to stick to the facts. People that have that have firsthand knowledge have, have are witnesses that are credible people, and that. Um, Really, and a lot of these people are making some sacrifices, like the whistleblower you had on your show. Um, he's making an incredible sacrifice. He's obviously under attack right now. There he is right there on the screen. And, um, you know, as I've stated many times, he's a patriotic American. He served his country. He's decorated. And he, maybe that doesn't account for much in Washington, D.C., but Dad Gummett in East Tennessee, those people are the ones we hold close to our hearts. They, I hear you. When they go out, they rarely have to pay for a beer. So we'll see what happens with that. And it's very exciting. Of course, in the UFO community, it will be, you know, much studied. But of course, the thing is that we are looking for, um, you know, wider engagement, of course, like worldwide global media engagement with this. And um, hats off to The Guardian, though, who do have a piece, another Grush piece. So I think that's their fourth different types of reporting around it. But I think it's their fourth, um, which is pretty good for, uh, you know, a major newspaper in uh, Britain. So, yeah, so we're going to obviously keep an eye on that. Yeah. And um, next, though, we're going to look at this story in Liberation Times. By Helen McCaw, insight from economist and former senior analyst in financial stability at the Bank of England. Should financial regulators pay attention to a UFO risk? That's the question. And it begins with a very, very good summary of like where we're at, basically. Yeah. Where we're at. And then it goes down to kind of her view of this. Okay. So here we go. Uh, as the US Congress continues to grapple under the terms of the NDAA 2023, with these astounding allegations, I wonder what financial regulators and my former employer, the Bank of England, should make of all of this, of all this. Um, firstly, if we were to have confirmation of N advanced 
non-human intelligence here on Earth, there could be extreme price volatility in financial markets as participants are uncertain how to price assets using any of the familiar methods. How successful have any secret reverse engineering programs been? What does our view of the future look like now? What has changed? This would have implications for the energy and utility sectors, transportation, material technologies, defense, and space, space exploration. Not space, sorry, Alan. Secondly, there may be price volatility due to suspicion or accusation that specific companies have been given illegal, uncompetitive advantages from governments engaged in the retrieval and reverse engineering of recovered advanced non-human technologies. Thirdly, and perhaps of greatest confidence, uh, consequence, is what any confirmation of an advanced non-human intelligence could do to the anthropocentric state, and thus to the ability of financial regulators to operate or mitigate risks in global financial markets. In 2008, Dr. Alexander Wendt, Mersham Professor of International Security and Professor of Political Science at the Ohio State University, published an academic journal entitled Sovereignty and the UFO. In this article, Dr. Wendt argues the modern state of anthropocentric meaning human beings are sovereign and only intelligent life is human. And if this is undermined, it brings into question the foundation of the entire modern state and world order. At a conference for SEU in June 2022, Dr. Wendt argued that, quote, intuitively, it seems kind of obvious that an up-close discovery and or contact with ETs would be a completely different animal than discovering or contacting ETs around distant stars, as in the SETI scenario. The distance that protects us in the SETI would be evaporated in the UAP world, end quote. In 1961, the Brookings Institute prepared a report for NASA on proposed studies of the implications for of peaceful space activities for human affairs, often referred to the to as the Brookings Report, um, and coverage was in the New York Times. Um, small sections of the report cover the social and economic implications of the discovery of extraterrestrial life, where the report notes, quote, if superintelligence is discovered, the results become quite unpredictable. And, quote, it has been speculated that of all groups, scientists and engineers might be the most devastated by the discovery of relatively superior creatures, end quote. Indeed, Mr. Wendt postulates that, sorry, Dr. Wendt, sorry, doctor. Indeed, Dr. Wendt postulates that in a worst case scenario, there will be ontological insecurity and government distrust. Quote, 8 billion people will start wondering individually what that means for their religion, their ideology, their economic well-being, wondering about everything, questioning everything that we thought we knew that we could always take for granted, close quote. Thus, if we were to have confirmation of an advanced non-human intelligence here on Earth, it could, in the worst case scenario, undermine the legitimacy of governments and their institutions worldwide. 
in light of ongoing events within the US government to bring transparency to the UFO topic, it would appear prescient for financial regulators to pay serious attention to the UFO topic and consider any risks it might present to their institutional remits. Wow-wee. That's cool, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, that's a really, really good. That's a really, really good. Yeah, so, and also that thing, point number two, where she says about unfair uh, advantage that, that uh, companies may have had, you know, in this kind of illegal um, reverse engineering, that's that's what um, Lou Elizondo said like a few years ago, didn't he? Do you remember Lou Elizondo saying that, you know, kind of like, you know, just imagine, you know, take as an example, I'm not saying this is happening, you know, he kind of couches it, you know, <laughs> but he was saying the same thing a couple of years ago. So essentially, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting this next couple, this next period. I'm not sure if Stephen Bassett is correct and it is all going to come out in the next like couple of weeks, you know, because we are in the middle of June now, aren't we? So, you know, by the end of the summer is like not that long now, is it? Like a couple of months, a couple of months. So we are in exciting times and you can see why me and all the other UFO podcasters are just like, you know, beginning to untangle this. By the way, if you're not subscribing, then jump over to the subscription thing because that's where I'm kind of unveiling my more kind of speculative um you know, kind of thoughts on all, all of this. Anyway, listen, I'm going to be back very soon, I suspect, because this is essentially a kind of rolling news story, you know, at the moment. And it might come down a little bit and we might have to kind of wait for the, um, you know, kind of hearings. But you know, I've got a feeling that, you know, it won't be that long. And I don't, when I say that, I just want to make absolutely clear, I don't know anything, right? Because I listen to podcasters all the time. Who go? Oh yeah, well, you know, I've got, I've heard, I've heard, or whatever. I haven't heard a damn thing. No one's talking to me. Anyway, I got a feeling <laughs> that um, you know we're in for some hot weather, which is a joke because the UK is, is going through a heat wave. The joke. Anyway, see you later.